And welcome back to Three Guys in a White Coat, the podcast where we give you our insights on the path to becoming a medical student. Just a quick refresher. Remember, you guys, the information that we're giving you is not to be taken to the T. This is just supposed to be some guidelines of what you can do, what you can look for in your time while you're waiting to become a medical student, okay? We just want to make sure that we keep that out there for you guys and get it rolling. But as always, I'm Mike Bernasani, and I'm here with Matt Semler. What's up, guys? And we have our second guest on the podcast for season two, Keats. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> just to get everyone a little acquainted, so Keats is a third year here at Loyola. So we're going to do a quick little dive in on where he is in his medical school process right now, and then we're going to go into how he got to medical school. But um, so... In your third year, you kind of get out of the classroom. You're done with all of your coursework, pretty much. You've taken step one. Congratulations, Keats. Keats, you're done. You got your score. You're through. And now you're actually in the hospital rotating, doing different jobs, doing real things. Um, So, Keats, can you just kind of give the listeners an idea of, like, what's going on right now? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, for sure. So you had mentioned rotations. Um, the The way that we do it here at Stritch and many of the other medical schools is... You, you know, as a doctor, you need to know about all the different specialties. You need to have some, you know, experience in it. The idea of, like, a doctor is, you know, if someone on the, the plane is like, hey, you know, help, is there a doctor on, on board? You know, you should have some base set of skills. So with that, rotating through, or trying out the, all these different specialties, learning the skills that each of those specialties bring about, super important. Um, I know for me, so right now I am on my... Uh, on my OB-GYN rotation, obstetrics gynecology, specifically I am on labor and delivery nights. Um, and yeah, so it's six weeks on OB-GYN um, and you know, they put you at different parts in the hospital, different places, get different experiences on that front. Um, I then go to psychiatry uh, for six weeks, uh, uh, family medicine for six weeks, uh, then pediatrics for six weeks, and then we switch up for the second semester and do internal medicine for a bit. Uh, neurology, surgery, and then uh, some elective time, and then in the fourth year, emergency medicine and more elective and, stuff. And yeah. you're like actually working at this point. This is not oh, like this oh, is not yeah. like holding yeah, yeah, your yeah. hand, right? Like no, yeah. you are with the patient. Like you are responsible no, for what's they, going on, right? <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, oh yeah, um, it goes very much from uh, you know having your hand held during first and second year. They get you in the hospital a little bit, but like your your you know mentor, or mm-hmm. phys- physician you're working with right there, obviously you know in undergrad, you know, shadowing, you know, you're just, you're hanging out, you're asking the doctor questions and things, but like, no, you were in charge of, the, <laughs> you were in charge of these people's, of, yeah. of their healthcare. And, you know, obviously there, there is some, you know, observing and reporting back, but like, no, it is very, it is very much, you know, these are my patients. I see them. I ask the questions that, that, you know, we as, you know, physicians will eventually ask. Um, yeah, it is all, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the real thing. Yeah. It's very, weird because we're coming from you know first and second year it's like all you know you're in the classroom you ha- i mean you guys have uh our what's called, we call it pcm but like you learn how to ask the patients you know the, these certain questions and things but like it's then it you're there you're doing the real things and it's very right. it's it's a huge uh pickup for that for sure yeah i was gonna say it seems like it goes more from like whenever we're shadowing first year and then into second year you know you maybe do like a history you maybe yeah, yeah. do like part of a physical exam to like actually going in and like 
you're getting the full report, reporting back yeah. to the attending, and then the attending's probably just confirming everything, right? Yeah, very much so. And it's, it's also, it's not just like a report. I mean, the big thing with third year and fourth year is it's not just like, hey, you know, I asked these questions. These are their answers to the questions. It's, okay, within the talking to them and while you're talking to them and then walking back to the vision, physician, it's like, all right, what, what do you think it is? What's on your, what's called differential, which is like, hey, these are the top few things I think it's going to be. This is how we would, you know, diagnose them. This is how we'd rule them in or rule them out. These are the, te- you know, these are the tests we'd run. And then these are, you know, this is, yeah, this is how we would treat them potentially. And so it's right. very much like the doctor stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, very much it, yeah. I remember when I first went with Andrea, who was my M3 last year, oh, yeah. and we went into the, I was on the neuro ICU with yeah. her. She went in by herself. Yep. She did all the tests. Yep. She came to the doctor. She was like, all right, yep. this is what the results were. This yep. is what I'm thinking. This yep. is where I think we should go. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, th- yeah. that, that, that's what third year is going to be? Yeah. I need I to like, know all of that by third year. I know. it, But it was kind of cool, too, because it was almost like, all right, like, when I am in third year, like, you are practicing yes. to being a physician. Like, very, very much. You're so. not just following someone and being like, oh, like, that was kind of cool. It's yeah. like... <laughs> Okay, like they just had this sign, <laughs> yeah. so in my head I'm thinking this, so I need to do this next to confirm right. that, or to not, or to like yep. move on to something else. Yep. Right. Which is so cool, and it, it's amazing to me and Matt that next year, like that's where we're going to be. Yeah, it's yeah. it. <laughs> it really kind of uh, it freaks me out, like being in being in your guys' shoes, first and second year, just looking at you know third years and just being like, I don't know where that knowledge is going to come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like you know we. We know what certain diseases look like under the microscope and, you know, we know what happens when you stand up to your blood pressure and, you know, like just things that like are drilled into your head, like from first and second year, but, uh, not as much like all the other things. And it's just like, where, where is that going to come from? All this other stuff. But with, you know, as with anything in life, it's, it looks absolutely crazy until you do it and, you know, you practice it, you learn from these people, you do it over and over again. And like, you know, then it doesn't seem so crazy. I mean, I remember first year looking at second year and being like, how the, you know, do you, that's, do you, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, but like, it, it seemed obscene how much knowledge there was and that you're like, there's no way this can fit in my head. There's no exactly. way I can study for these things. There's no way I can do all this stuff. But it's like it, as with anything, you'll be, you know, you will get, get through it. You'll make it, you'll be okay. You just, you know, need to be comfortable with obviously messing up, obviously, you know, knowing that that's okay and that's yeah. how you learn it's a learning that. process yeah absolutely as with any of these things i mean yeah it it i you know i am in no way perfect you know i am very very uh you know early on into my my third year clerkships uh which is you know this is my just finished up my third week overall in OB-GYN so like you know my my differentials and my presentation skills are not yeah. great yeah. but uh but you're figuring it out yeah, yeah. exactly exactly and you know it's as with, I think, you know, like learning a language or something, you know, immersion is the best way to do it. And Agreed. It's been, right. it's been, you know, it will work out for sure. Cool. Awesome. I, well, thank you very much for sharing that with the listeners. They always yeah. like to kind of hear like, not only like, how do I get there, but yeah. also like, what's it like once you're there? What are the yeah. next steps? Yeah. Well, I didn't, I mean, I don't know how it is for the listeners and how, how it was for you guys, but like, uh, the biggest thing that I was focusing on in like undergrad was just like getting in. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't as much like, 
like I didn't know step one, step two, step three. I had the, no the, idea. The different things on that front. I just I was so concerned and focused on like I need to get a good score on the MCAT. I need to do you know do these certain things and like that seemed like the biggest hurdle. And if I get past that point, great. Right. You know, I'll figure everything out for when I'm there. And so when I got there, I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a lot more. There's a lot more there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting because like I give tours to a bunch of people. And yeah. I know like people are doing interviews this year. Yeah. Um, it's interesting the kind of questions that you get because I did have like a lot of people that were like that asking like very basic questions. You know, like yeah. what's school like? What's yeah. the actual like camaraderie of the class? Yeah. What happens then, after? Yeah, but then I get people that are like, well. Like, what are, like, fourth-year clerkships like? What are third-year clerkships like? And I was like, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not yeah. there yet. Well, how, how's step? Uh, yeah. I'll let you know in a year, you yeah. know? So it's interesting that you do have you do have that wide range of people that are thinking, like you said, and I think, yeah. like, all of us were, yeah. let's get in, let's figure it out. Yeah. Or people that are like, well, I wonder if I get into clerkships, like, half a semester early or, like, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. So you were talking, Keats, that, you yeah. know, you were thinking about like the MCAT and stuff. Like, where yeah. did you go to college? Like, where where, where are you from? Okay, uh, yeah, so I'm born and raised in San Diego, uh, or just north of San Diego. I uh, lived there for 18 years, uh, and then I went, uh, you know, kind of. I think the furthest away in the continental United States you can from San Diego, uh-huh. Boston, which is Boston, Massachusetts. I didn't uh, know you went to Bo- you were in yeah, Boston. Yeah, I was at uh, Boston College, Boston College for oh, okay. right. yeah. Uh, graduating class of 2017 nice. uh and nice. yeah so d- went there uh very much i had an idea of like oh yeah pre-med sounds nice you know i like science i like people those types of things uh but didn't really you know the it was basically you know my understanding of, of medicine was very much at that level you know i had a, a very inspirational uh ap biology teacher who mm-hmm. you know very i'd always like math and maths and the sciences but, like she was very much like hey you know like that's a that's a path and i was like okay cool that sounds good and you know i uh i don't know about you guys but was a massive fan of scrubs and so i was like that seems fun uh but that was really kind of as far as far as i had known for the pre-med stuff um so went to bc um and very quickly uh i uh, took an emt course uh my freshman year of college uh first semester freshman year which was a bold choice because uh turns out there you have to adjust to college and uh <laughs> You know, classes are harder in college. You have to uh, spend more time studying. Yeah, for classes well, in college. I, I had to study. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was very, very good in high school at at getting just the you know ninety point zero because you know got you the A, and there was no difference between A minus and an A for GPA wise in high school. So I was like very good at that, yes. and then I was like didn't realize that in college that. First off, there's a difference between an A minus and an A. Secondly, that you need to study and not just study the night before. Uh, so very much got my butt kicked for a semester. Uh, and then just since then, it, you know, after that, it was very much buckling down. Just like, I really think I want to do this. Um, when did that happen? Like, oh, what was, yeah. when was the oh, point yeah. where you were like, you know what, like medical school, like that's what I'm going to go toward. Did someone like kind of guide you towards that? Or was it like you had peers or where, so, where did that come from? That's a very good question. Um, I, it's always been an evolving thing. Yeah. It's always been something where I even like, you know, truthfully, like the, the, the best answer to when did I know I wanted to go to medical school was when I was in medical school, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. Um, but it was during my, uh, first standardized patient where I was like in the office, um, with them, we have like, we have, we see these patients who are paid actors and we have, we had a few practice ones where they were just kind of like in the, in these small groups. But the first one where it's like, you're in basically a mock doctor's office, you have the white coat, you have all these things. 
uh, and that was it was very much like sitting there about three minutes in after the nerves calmed down of just talking to my patient and yeah. I was like yeah oh my god I'm talking to a patient and yeah. like you know they're actually here telling me their problems are actually here like trusting in me and confiding in me and being there you know I'm there with them and hopefully gonna be able to provide some answers to them or just be with them through this process that like was kind of like you know when I truly know truly knew but like in college it was very much like the you know it was always just this kind of general vibe of like, okay, that seems cool. You know, I working as an EMT, you know, I had some experiences with patients and things where it's like, okay, that seems like I'm going in the right direction. I did a bunch of research in organometallic chemistry, uh, which uh, what I really liked academically was very, found very interesting, but wasn't. Um, well, it definitely felt like I was missing something, um, and so it was kind of these things where I was like going at each of the extremes of like, okay tons of patient care like as an EMT it's like you know I'm seeing tons of patients you know I worked on my college campus like it was all my peers and and faculty and other things of that sort to the the other end of it where it was like pure academia and uh you know not as much engaging with the the humanities part of it mm -hmm. right and so it was kind of just like this bouncing back and forth did a lot more service a lot more mentorship these other things and so it was always like I was always trying to like you know, I always told people I was pre-med and always told people I was interested in medical school. Um, but like the, the true thing, you know, I was never like there, there was always a little bit of uncertainty. I mean, and always a little bit of doubt as I think there is with any major decision you're making in life. You know, I remember having very uh, great talks with, with just like random mentors of mine mm -hmm. who I was just like, how did you know you wanted to do this? How did you know that this specific profession, not even medicine, just like your profession yeah. was what you wanted yeah. because it's like, you know, we're taking uh, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? You know, a lot. Yeah, too, too uh, much. Yeah, three hundred. You know, three hundred thousand without interest. Who's counting? But the government is. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> it's only getting I, larger every day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just I have like a giant uh, LED clock in my room of my debt. It's great, super helpful. Uh, no, I. So I, I talked to them, you know, because it was just I was making a momentous decision. I was just like, how do you know? How did you know? And like they. We're never like this is the thing. This is exactly where I want. I knew I wanted to do before doing it. Mm -hmm. You can have general ideas and make guesses. And I think I mean you guys talked about this a bit with your volunteer episode, volunteer podcast. Definitely check it out if you haven't checked it out. Ooh, uh, someone listened to it. That's absolutely. a nice little plug. Appreciate yeah, of course, it. Of course, that's what I'm here for. Uh, but like, with, you know, with that, it's there. Are, there are so many jobs in this world to try out. There are so many different things to try out, see what you like, see what you don't like from it. And so it, it, it was just a giant game for me of, okay, I like that, didn't like that part. Like this, didn't like that mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. Like this, didn't like that part. And then sort of by the end of it, I was like, okay, I think this is this is it. You know, I mean, I kept on going through, you know, I continued to love my classes, continued to love the things, you know, that I was doing, that I was learning, um, Obviously, you know, some more than others and on that front, but like... What was one that you didn't like? Like, what was a course in college that you had to take for pre-med that you were just like, I, I, I don't I, I don't want to do this? Like, a lot of people talk about yeah. organic chemistry. Yes. So, mm -hmm. as someone who did research in organometallic chemistry, uh, I, I understand, or don't get me wrong, I have not used any of my organic <laughs> chemistry knowledge in medical school. I'm sorry, uh, AAMC. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Probably, like, I didn't like my cell bio class um, uh -huh. at all. Like, obviously, cell bio relevant to medicine and all of that, and I like it when we've learned when we've learned times mm -hmm. and things here. But like, the amount of times, you know, you can you can 
this is a reduction reaction. Well, yeah, it's just an oxidation. Yeah. Like, or even like mitosis, meiosis. It just, like it, just stuff. it felt, it felt devoid of, uh, what's the term? Imp- like, uh, just application. Just, application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't la- feel like you could apply it, it to a person at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I know, I knew that you needed to learn the basics. Obviously, you know, the, you need to know lysosomes to know the storage diseases, obviously. Right. Um, you know, I uh, don't need to tell you guys that, but like, it just, it was, that was just felt more of a grind mm-hmm. than, you know, physio in my class where it's like every single day it was like, here's this random fun fact about like your body. And you're like, what? I've never thought about yeah, that. Yeah. And like, that's super fun and super cool. And like, I could find myself engaging a lot more with that and, you know, saw it relevant in, you know, certain clinical practices of mine or things yeah. of that sort. But like, oh yeah, so but yeah. I was going to say, I think it's, it's nice with you going to physiology, like you can see that in practice. Like you yeah. can see yes. like Absolutely. respiration rates and like the different tidal volumes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you said it's very hard to see like a cellular disease yeah. Yeah. unless you're, you know, going to pathology, yeah. you look at it under the microscope, but it's very hard to put this cellular component that is malfunctioning and then it's going to go into this cancer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would say that. And then I'm going to let you ask a question in a second somewhere, yeah. but like Keith, what you just brought up is a great yeah. point of, we had a podcast episode where someone had reached out to us and yeah. said, you know, I'm in my first year of, of pre-med at, yeah. at college and I really don't like these courses that I'm taking yeah. right now. And I think that's the point that we tried to make to them is that, you're not going to like every single course that you take. Yeah. You've got to find the ones that really jive with you. And if then they fit into medicine, great. If they don't, then maybe you think about something else, but you're not going to always like all the courses and you will find the ones that you love and that you attach to. Absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, I know, you know, I have not done a titration since, you know, like first year. And so, uh, you know, of course, you know, Jen, Jen and I were not the best of buds in any way, shape or form, uh, either. But, um, it's, yeah, it was just one of those things where I just kind of made it, you know, I made it through the first little bit and I was like, okay, let's actually see what these courses are. And now that I've gone through the intro stuff, now that I like know that this is, you know, this is where I start to see the applications. This is where I start to see, you know, these, you know, these things that is interesting to, to myself and a lot of humanity, like, you know, start to play out. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit. We talked a little bit about like mentorship experiences. Did you have someone in particular at, uh, at East BC, at BC that, um, you know, really drove you towards medicine or you worked as an EMT and then you're in the research lab and you weren't, I assume working in the research lab kind of deferred you away from going towards the PhD route and maybe more towards the MD. Was there somebody along the lines that really kind of, like let you into like this is what an MD is going to be like. This is actually what medicine is like. That's a good question. Um, my m- the majority of my mentors in college uh, were I mean so I had on the P- on the uh, the research front um, they were all very much more like don't do medicine come do the PH the chem PhD with us type, right. type of vibe. Not necessarily with them specifically, but just like in general, like yeah. they, you know, they find people it always want you to do what they're doing. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And it is, I will say it is concerning when people are like, "Don't do what I'm doing," and you're like, "Whoa, okay, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's a different thing." But uh, yeah, with them, I, so the majority of my mentors were more student mentors. It was less. I I mean, I had I had I had a few teachers who were really helpful with me and you know really connected a lot, but they weren't MDS. They were, you know, I had a, a sociology professor who was very huge during during my junior year. Um, I had, I mean, yeah. So other other teachers who were, you know, big on just different parts of my life. Uh, on there was a 
you know, uh, a Jesuit who, you know, we would grab dinner every once in a while and just chat about like Jesuity things and all that type of yeah. stuff. Uh, there, so there were, there were things on that front, but it was majority students of mine. It was, it was, you know, I was involved, you know, I, as a mentor, like in my, during my junior and senior year with a lot of mentorship stuff, but like as a freshman, like seeking out, you know, through mentorship programs or just like, you know, RA friends and through their friends and stuff, just like people who were y- years above me and just like, Hey, like, how, how did you do this? How, you know, how are you doing? How has all this been? And a lot of it was more just like, like a lot of like the, how I knew I wanted to more go into medicine and just like the, through the mentorship side of things was just like through mentors who were engaged in service. Okay. That was really big for me. It was just like more of the focus on the humanity, on the human, the human part, because, you know, as much as I love a lot of the science and like, you know, I weirdly really liked organic chemistry and weirdly like a lot of these, you know, some, some of the hard science type of things I really needed the humanities to engage with and that to inspire me and to like fill me with, you know, the love that drives me. And like, so the mentors were really just, it was just looking out for mentors in these service groups and in these other things and just being like understanding where they came from. Cause like service wasn't a big part of my upbringing and like really being like, Oh, what are all these things? And like, right learning from them. So these weren't specifically like medical school specific mentors. These were kind of covering, you talked about the sociology professor and these were kind of covering all breath. Yeah. No, I was very much, uh, I didn't have like, you know, your stereotypical, like, like, you know, my letters of rec from like, you know, the, and an MD who taught, you know, the uh, upper div phys course, the, you know, the, you know, MDs who I shadowed and the, I don't know, the PhD from the lab, like, I'm going to do. Who were yours then? Yeah. Um, so the social professor, the biostats professor, who's the Jesuit, um, my research professor, um, who are my other two? Oh my gosh. Um, they're going to be very upset if they listen to this. Uh, I'm very sorry. I really appreciate your letters. Um, uh, they meant a lot to me. I swear. Um, I'm trying to, but that's interesting. So, so you had more, um, like professor, like like teachers and all that. Yeah. I was much more just like, I just. I, I knew that my academics would be fine, barring mm-hmm. my first semester, which, you know, ripped to that GPA. But and that like, happens. Like, yeah, first years go through that all the yeah, time. Yeah, and seriously. Well, and they expect it, too. You expect yeah. you expect it to get better. And that's what actually one of my, my yeah. advisors told me. Yeah. She was like, if it you do bad first semester, doesn't really matter as long no. as you, like, improve from it and you're getting better each year. They want that trend to be going up. Yeah, if you right. start off, if you start off, guys, if you're out there and you start off on, yeah. uh, on what some people would call, like, a lower note, yeah, just make sure that you keep building it up so that way, like, you tail up towards yeah. the end of your college career. If you go the opposite direction, like let's say you get a 4.0 your freshman year, and then yeah. you like kind of dip down, they don't look at it in such a, a great way. So just make yeah. sure if you're going to, if you have a bad semester start, yeah. you can fix that. It's fine. But one thing I did want to ask you, Keith, yeah. is you've talked about like this humanities portion yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot. What were some of the projects that you were doing in college? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. like was there anything that you did with someone you were like, what wow, this was this was unreal like volunteering or like you were yeah. getting paid for it or like wh- wh- anything like that you can think of yeah um oh this is gonna be this is gonna be hard because uh so one of the one of the most uh, important you know important sort of service things that i was involved in uh, i mean there are fortunately a wide variety of things and you know obviously i can happily talk about the mt thing as well but like on just pure non-medicine related things um there was uh there was a retreat that i there was a retreat that i led my uh well i went on my my junior year and uh, led my senior year called kairos or kairos for the midwesterners um i 
it, basically, and it's it's hard because at BC uh, and at other places as well, there are certain surprises that I don't want to spoil in case you are one of those people, uh, mm -hmm. if you guys ever are aware of it. But essentially, it's just it's a retreat that's very, very much focused on having allowing you to realize uh, the love that exists within your life. Mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit of religious tinge to it, but I'm not I'm not super religious in any way, shape, or form. And so it was like totally you know open and available to that. But like what I loved about engaging with it, and working on it, and leading it, and then you know leading leading it multiple times, and like all this stuff was just like seeing how important and beautiful the love that exists within people's lives is to them and realize you know just like l realizing that every single person you walk past every single person you know who you know and don't know and it just is in the world has some love there that fills them up in some way mm -hmm. and knowing that and like this retreat does a great job in allowing them to realize that in a very physical you know tangible way that like just unequivocally brings everyone to tears is very very beautiful and as a medical student, but just as like a human, like that's a huge thing to know about yourself and know about others. And yeah, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to like summarize it very, very short. without giving away like the spoilers. Yeah. Without giving away yeah. spoilers, but also just like, it's, it was, it was just this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really trying to think like, I, I could not, I don't think I could be a, a good physician without recognizing that. Uh -huh. um, and this is just a personal thing, but like, and I think people come to it in very different ways, but just like real, you know, realizing that everyone's human, realizing that there are these things, you know, that you aren't just you, you are made up from all these other people. You are, uh, you know, the amalgamation of so many different, so many different people's love and thoughts and, and all these things. And yeah, yeah. That oh, leads yeah. right into the quote that's right outside the door right there. I was ill and you cared for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's one yeah. of the big quotes. that's right across yeah. one of our like little, um, like stairwells at Loyola. Yeah. And it's just the whole point of, you know, a lot of times people get worried because they come in and they feel like they're treated as the disease. And that's yeah. not the point. Like the yeah. point is we're trying to educate people to yeah. look at you as a person yeah. with an issue that needs to be fixed. And that's the whole point that you just talked about. Keith. Yeah. It's like, absolutely. You want to realize these people are more than just like a, a widget that's walking into the office yeah. someday. Right. They have feelings, they have emotions, they have things that are yeah. going on with them. Yeah. So that, that sounded like an amazing, did you talk about that in your personal statement? Uh, weirdly. So the retreat actually came after my personal statement, uh, like leading it. I went on as a retreat and much later or much or earlier, but I, I talked about, it was basically like all my interviews was just talking about that. Okay. And like all my interviews went quite well. Um, they could clearly tell I was, you know, passionate about it. And, you know, was able to talk about it for a bit mm -hmm. because, you know, and as you guys have talked about in previous ones as well, like that's, what's important. You yeah. know, it's just what, it's what, it's what makes you, you it. And you know, that's what we're looking for. I am on the admissions committee and, you know, have, have interviewed people all last year for the incoming class. Uh, and like, yeah, that's what it's very easy to tell, you know, if you're passionate about it or not. And yeah. I think they were able to fill that with me as well. I'm going to go back to something you said yeah, too. Yeah, you said about you're not super religious, but you went to, yeah. you're now at two different Jesuit yeah, institutions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's something that, uh, <laughs> That yeah. can confuse people sometimes with yeah, like coming sure. to a religious school and, yeah. you know, what is all going to be taught. And there is the religious influence. You know, we have yeah. mass and uh, yeah. prayer and Absolutely. things like that. But a lot of it, like we've all touched on, it's a lot about caring for the actual person. Yeah. It's a lot about approaching it as a person mm -hmm. and figuring out what you can do to make their life better instead of, you know, teaching them that this is the virus that's causing this disease. Yeah. And, well, we need to give them, you know, antiretrovirals and stuff like that. Yeah. So... I really like that you brought that up. Yeah. 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 So since you just said that you're on, you've been doing a missions committee stuff yeah. here, 
I always like these stories. Yeah. What's like the, of the people that you interviewed last yeah. year, like what's the one that jumps to mind that you're like, that person like knew what was going on or like the one that you yeah. were like, yeah. this person has no idea what's going on. I mean, so on, on both ends and, um, you know, it basically just comes down to, and once again, you, uh, you guys have, you guys have brought this up at various points, but is very much, it's, you know, self-reflection and self-awareness. Um, you know, it is very, um, people who really know their own story, really know what drives them. And like, you know, as a pre-med student, I was always like, I don't know what drives me. I don't know, you know, all these things. Like when people are like, you know, do the thing that you love. And at that point in my life, I was like, I don't know. You know, you know I didn't know, I didn't know what it was, but like through time, through a lot of self-reflection, which for the non-Jesuit people is just like, talking, you know, talking to mentors, talking to others, people who you think know you and like bouncing ideas off of, I think this works. I think this not did, did I feel more like myself, less like myself during this? Did it bring about moments of joy or more, or was, was I'm not moved as much? Um, those types of things. Uh, and so with, you know, with, um, the candidates who were like, absolutely like stellar was like, you know, I'd ask a question and they, you know, just, you, it just radiated out of them, like their, their love of what they did there. And also very composed too. Yeah. Um, yeah. very, very, very composed, very, very much knew what they were doing. Um, and I absolutely loved it for those who, you know, maybe weren't the best fit for, for here. It was on the other end of it. It was like, you know, they had the activities, they had scores, but they weren't, you know, they weren't able to talk about it in a way where, they were passionate about it where they were infectious or they just hadn't like you could tell they weren't experienced enough yet experienced or like mature enough uh-huh. for it they hadn't like you know they talked about you know the the classic questions that, that you get on these on these uh med school essays of uh you know what's the challenge and how you overcame it yeah and it was like okay they talked about you know the the challenge and how they overcame it but it didn't really feel like they learned from it uh-huh. Oh, you I, feel like it was just like a one-time thing where it's like they went through this and they, they, they went through this. This was the result, and I was just and like, they would repeat the same issue again if it came up again. Yeah, and I was just like, it was just like, or like your your result. You know, the reason why you changed wasn't, or you know, you can change for whatever reason, but like it just, yeah, it was just like, I uh, I didn't feel as though they had they had grown from it as much as I would have liked. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and that's, you know, and that's totally fine. You know, we're, we're each at our own stages and journeys in our lives. And it's not a reflection of, you know, it's not a judgment or a value upon someone else. But like, if, you know, if we're talking like, you know, what you're looking for as an, as an interviewee, it's like, you know, someone who is very, you know, very much aware of who they are. The introspection. Yeah. The introspection yeah. is very, very huge. Yeah. Very, very huge for me. Personally. I want to ask you yeah. a question about yeah, that too, because we actually just had, um, someone come to us and talking about, they weren't sure like if interviewers or, uh, like admissions staff were going to like understand their point, like yeah. understand, you know, you always hear the, you hear the show don't tell yeah. like when you're writing. Yeah. An application. When did we talk about this? Uh, I remember this was on the train when we were going into the city. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sure, for Emily, Emily's friend. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so, do you feel like as someone that has interviewed yeah. applicants reviewed yeah. at, um, applications yeah. do you find that it's easy to understand when people are like very passionate about something or like when they understand that then they that they have gotten like they have yeah. changed from it like you said the person that didn't change too much do you yeah, find yeah. that it's easy to understand that because i think that's something that worries a lot of yeah. pre-meds and that's and that's totally understandable i mean 
you know, when you're given like I forgot how what were the, the the smallest essays that we had to write, like definitely less. Than oh, the secondaries. Yeah, for yeah. secondaries. Like I, I forgot. I know that there were like you know 500 word ones, and they like kept on getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, and they were tiny. Yeah, like going to be very finite, very concise. Yeah, exactly. It's like right. it's like just barely longer than your description on you know the actual like application of the of the activity that you're doing. And you're like I can't add anything more to this. Like when it's those types of things, like of course you know determining passion from that's hard. Um, that's that's less where we're gonna get it from really like a lot you know a lot of passions obviously in the interview when we're talking to you um but yeah i mean on the essay it's essays are definitely harder to to determine it but like i wish that there was a certain format i could give you guys and you know as a med student i was just like how do i convey myself in a way where they care about it and like realistically like just with the sheer nature of it not everyone's gonna catch that you're that this is that you're really passionate about this and that's okay i mean you know i applied to 28 schools you know and i know for a fact not all of them uh you know got what i was you know got what i was putting down mm-hmm. i'm actually uh still waiting on ucla secondary if you guys will, uh, send it over <laughs> uh, you know, i would very much be interested in that if, i don't know if it got lost in the mail or what but you know it's okay you know, sometimes still, email you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they get yeah. traffic they get sent other places by yeah you check your spam i did okay. i did check my spam uh and you know it's okay ucla it's fine i will still be applying to your residency but you know i would like to hear from you guys before that uh but it's cool uh but so like yeah there isn't a there isn't a magic formula there isn't something where it's just like this is the thing this is this is this is the correct answer to show my passion to show my love for this but i mean give us an you know give us an anecdote about it i mean there, there is a you know give us an anecdote you know show us you know, something random about where you work or an interaction or a person, just something that like sticks out to you. What's a, you know, spend some time thinking about like, you know, Oh, on this, you know, as an EMT, like what comes up in your mind? Like, not just, you know, not just like the cool case, but it's like, okay, you know, if I asked you, you know, like what was a, what was a weird interaction for you? You know, what was a, you know, who was, who was, you know, ask your partner, what's a case they, that like, you know, who's someone who sticks with you? What's a, I don't know what's a, what's an interaction that like left you wanting more or just like you just I mean see where you find yourself talking more uh-huh. right and just go from that it's you know I can you know I know you've done it for four years I know you've you know made it up to this rank I you know we all we all see that you know avoid just the accolades or things of that sort um yeah. And that's common to everyone too. Yeah. We talked about that too. Yeah. That like everyone has the grades, everyone has the score. Yeah, yeah. But yeah you're competing against some some top tier people when you get to this point. So yes, you know, you at are. that point, it comes down to yeah, not only what have you done, but yeah. how can you show that to me, and how can yeah. how have you grown, how have you learned? Yeah. Just like you said, that introspection, it, it's so key. And yeah, you know, for those of you that have followed along for a while, you remember the podcast where we talked about passion, passion, passion. It's yeah. all about that passion. Sure. <laughs> like if you can sit down with someone and. Yeah. show your emotion and just be be real yeah you're gonna pick up on that for yeah sure absolutely i mean just with you know don't even think about it in the interview state just like as a friend like how can you tell when a friend's interested in something you know they talk about it more they get excited about it more i right. mean obviously you're in a professional setting so you know like i'm not like you know telling cra- you know yeah I, you need to be professional still but yeah you know it's just what and it's hard because it's like if you're telling the same story over and over again in interviews and like other things and you know the the balance between formulaic and and authentic and authentic um that in itself is is really hard but like 
you know, yeah, it's 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 just you know what what's cool what's cool to you, man. Yeah, right. You know, that, that's all I'm really caring about. I'm gonna lead him without a question. Yeah, so yeah. for it. One yeah. thing I like to ask in this is yeah, like so you talked about that sociology professor that you yeah. hung out with and they yeah. talked to a lot. Yeah. Not necessarily from them, but like, what's the best advice that you got when you were going through this that you like, you still to this day think about and you're like, wow, if, if, I, if someone hadn't told me that, or if yeah. this person hadn't done this with me or shown yeah. me this, I, I don't know where I would have gone. Um, are we allowed to cuss on this? Sure. It's fine. Are we, I, mean, I think we have before. So yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's a bad one. Not, not, not a bad, but if, like, if I have to, I'll bleep it. Okay. Um, we have the capability, I think. We have the technology. I want you to be real. No, yeah, you tell, no, you tell no, the whole it, thing. It was uh, uh, like five words. Um, so it's, uh, it was, fuck the pre-med department. <laughs> it was literally, uh, it was that. Um, and like, you know, because I came, like, first, after my first, you know, first semester freshman year, uh, my GPA, you know, I can probably find the same numbers. GPA was a 308, which isn't, like, the lowest, but, like, as a, you know, when you see, like, the 3.6, the 3.7 the average accepted GPA, you're like, that's not where I need to be. Um, and so, you know, second semester came around, did a little bit better, but, you know, average was still, like, 3.4 or something like that, maybe a little less, and uh, I was, like, talking to the pre-med department, I was like, hey, you know, guys, like, you know, the first semester didn't go so well, but, like, you know, I'm interested in pre-med, you know, clearly, like, I got, like, that thing, you know, I'm trending and all that stuff, and they were like, you should not apply. They were just like after first semester freshman year, or after the first year, they were like, "You should not apply. You you will have no shot. Like you know, do not do not do this. Uh, very much shot me down. Very much turned me down." Um, and so uh, you know, I was hurt. Uh, so some would say, uh, you know, I'd put in a lot, gone through a lot emotionally, all those other things. And like you know, don't get me wrong, they have to. Uh, they very much have to. They have a certain job to do, and you know they need to make sure that their stats look good and other things of that sort. But I hate that. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, like I, there's a difference between just saying like you can't do this and like this look, is going to be hard. Yeah. yeah look, this if stretch. this is what you, if this is what you want to do, these are the things you're going to need to do to get to that point. Um, and I think that thankfully, you know, the BC pre med department has a has gone through has now has a different head and is taken in a much different direction. We're very thankful for that. Um, but at the time, it was very much like it just. It, I, yeah, I did not feel supported or, you know, cared for on, on their front. And so through... But you feel like that's changed now? Yeah, I, I believe so. Not since I went through it, but just talking to current students mm -hmm. um, who are there, um, I've heard that because there was a beloved uh, biology professor who is now the head of it and everyone's okay. like everyone's like okay cool she actually like cares about the students and is like yeah, you know right actually like a legitimate human being uh -huh. and recognizes you know yeah that you know we all we all go through, all we all go through different things you know doesn't matter doesn't matter who you are you know we will have ups and downs in our things and you know some may be more visible on a gpa than others and some may be more visible on a score than others but like you know that's just yeah that's just, yeah. It, it, that's just kind of you know, whatever. But so with that, like a men mentor of mine and an advisor of mine was very much just like, don't worry about them. Keep, right. on, keep on doing you. That's what's the most important thing. Keep on, you know, doing what you enjoy. Keep on doing, you know, what makes you excited and all that type of stuff. And I did, you know, I continued to, you know, after the first semester of freshman year, continue to make like, you know, Dean's List, continue to do very, very well in my classes, um, continued to, you know, like learn more about myself and grow as a human being. And, you know, it's obviously hard to 
it sometimes is scary to grow when GPA is on the line mm-hmm. because you feel like you can't take that shot. Yeah, right. exactly. It's exactly. Too, too big of a risk. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're all like, I remember being super concerned about like the sort of, you know, oh, I need to get this, this professor because they give the easier tests and they get right. the easier grade and those types of things. Um, but like, no, so with, yeah, so with them, it was like, it was just like, just focus on yourself. And like, that's the thing is like, regardless of whatever you end up doing, even if pre-med ends up not being the thing for you, like it's, as long as you're figuring out what works best for you, you're, as long as you're moving towards a certain direction, that's mm-hmm. that's okay. And whatever pace you're taking, it's okay. And so that's very much where it, the advice I was being given was just like, don't worry, you know, don't worry about don't worry about what other people are telling you. Just focus on yourself. Everyone's on their own journey, taking their own time, their own space at their own yeah. speed. It's great. Do, so you, do you mind if I, if I jack this for a second? Because I'd like to spend some time on this. Because I, I feel like this is. I so, got I got a couple questions about it. Hit the question. So, but I want to come back to this. Well, they're like in yeah. in regards to this, but they're, it's kind of like a two parter question. So, did you? Please, Dad, stop fighting over me. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Not like last Father's Day. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I knew him first. I want to ask a question. <laughs> we had talked about this. So, did you kind of take it? You kind of described. You kind of did you kind of take it as an approach of like you know what like i'm still gonna try this like i want to like kind of prove someone wrong like that i still can do this and then did you have when this came up yeah did you have like a backup plan or something to do uh because like a lot of people a lot of people do i know absolutely um yeah so i so sorry the question was backup plan yeah i guess and did you have that kind of like prove you wrong kind of attitude yeah Yeah. of course and i mean you know I think with anyone, if you tell some, you know, for a lot, for certain people, if you tell them you cannot do the thing, then there is a part of me that's like, I'm gonna do the thing. Yeah. Then you know, yeah. it's like the five year old inside yeah. of us. Exactly. That's like, yeah, I, dude, my fifth grade, my fifth, I still remember this. You know, thank you, Mr. Dickinson. Uh, my fifth grade uh, teacher told me. You know, he went around, and I don't know the point of this. And, you know, psychologists who are listening in, please tell me how this messed me up. (laughs) uh, He went around and told every single student where he thought they were going to go to college. And was like, oh, Josh, you know, Joshua, because I still remember this, of course. Uh, Joshua, you will go to Harvard. And, you know, like, was just very going around. And then came to me and was like, Keats, you will go to Tijuana Tech. And I was just like... (laughs) And, you know, nothing against Tijuana uh, or Tijuana Tech. I don't even know if that college exists. But he was very much making a point of, like, you're not going to am- amass too many things. Because he was right. kind of telling all these students, you know, they're going to, you know, even if you're thinking, like, oh, this is funny. Like, I'm 10, dude. Like, right. things stick with you. Yeah, right. absolutely. And so, of course, you know, since then, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, okay, that's how we're going to play it. And, you know, I very much remember, like, working my butt off to, you know, go move against that. And so, you know, of course, after the pre-med department told me that and, you know, a fair amount of crying. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there was, there was some working, you know, working against, I'm going to prove you wrong. Of course. Absolutely. Um, I do think, um, so the backup plan, um, my backup plan was actually to, it was to do, there's a thing called JVC, which is Jesuit volunteer Corps, which is, um, basically just like, you know, we're doing service and yeah. you know, we like, you know, the Jesuits, it's focused on focusing on reflection and some of these other, you know, ideals, the uh, cure personnel and men and women for others, all that stuff. Trademark Jesuits. Uh, but they, uh, <laughs> it's, I, that's where I was, was going to, that's what I was going to do if that wasn't going to work out because I knew that there were a few things that I knew at that point that I needed in my life, which was working with others. Um, and I needed some form, some form of reflection. Um, and mm-hmm. I knew that I could get that from them. Um, what I didn't, you know, 
how much did I believe that I wasn't going to get into medical school? I mean, you know, there's always a part of me and, you know, there's always a part of me that didn't believe I was going to get in. You know, I'm a third year and I'm still like, oh. I was going to say, there's still yeah. a part of me that I was like, should I, should I have yeah. gotten it? I look yeah. at myself against some, like the yeah. applicants now. I'm like, oh, there's no way. Yeah. I laugh in the room sometimes <laughs> when I'm saying, I'm like, I'll be reading stuff. I'm like, I can't believe I have to learn this right now. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. It's, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's weird how much it feels, uh, fragile is kind of the wrong word, but like temporary, like yeah, obviously yeah. things everything things are questionable. Yes. Yes. Like, you know, there there is a there is self doubt within me, absolutely, who is just like, you know, the imposter syndrome that, you know, basically everyone, you know, deals with during medical school and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh coming in and also in college as well, my gosh. Uh yeah. that was just really, really crazy. Do you uh, mind explaining what imposter syndrome well, is real quick? Yes, of course. Hello everyone. Uh so imposter syndrome it's basically this idea of like Everyone else is meant to be here but me, and I need to, therefore, work harder to prove that I am worthy of here, even though, and I mean this truthfully, wherever you go to school, you know, they put you in there for a reason. They see something within you, even if you do not see it. You're not, you're not a mistake. You are, I, you're, not a I mean, you're not a typo. I mean, you know, I, I mean, my parents might say I'm a mistake, but you know, that's, but you know, in regards to, in regards to the medical student thing, yes, in regards to what Dean Neighbors views me, uh, he does not call me That's going to be the title yes. of this yes. podcast, my parents view me as a mistake. It's fine. It's, it's, you know, we're all there. It's all good. Vasectomies aren't 100% effective. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, I... What was I saying? Sorry. Uh, well, I'm, I want to yeah. circle back because yeah, yeah, I right, feel well, like... Please, please do. The, the point that you were talking about, that someone in your pre-med department yeah. told you you shouldn't apply, yeah. like, that boils my blood yeah. more than anything yeah, in the world. Anyone who's out there right now listening, yeah. no one should ever tell you no. you can't apply. Yeah. What they should say to you is, hey, listen, you have a, a, a big uphill challenge. Like, yeah. I'm just being real. It's, it's very different from being real and telling me that you know, if you want to try this, like we can yeah. do it, but like, yeah. just know it's going to be hard yeah. versus, yeah. well, Michael, you didn't do so well in your MCAT and you can't apply. Like, yeah. I, I, I find it funny that the three of us are in med school yeah. and we've all had someone say that to us before. I think that's the point of this session that we're trying yeah. to do is that like, there are so many different paths you can take. Yeah. And that's why I want to no stay on thing. this stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Any, any department that tells you that. And it, so let me just clarify real quick, Northeastern, anyone who's listening from Northeastern, you do not have the same department I had. Your department is completely changed. Mm-hmm. I did not have Sierra. I did not have the other guy. I don't even know his name who's in charge. I had a completely different department. Yeah. And the person that I'm talking about that told me that is not Dr. Bigley or, or, or Cynthia. I love those two. But someone in that department definitely told me that I couldn't apply. And that irked my gears more than anything in the world. And it, no one should tell you that. You can figure this out. The best advice I ever got was one of my mentors one day was like, Michael, if you want to do this, you're going to figure it out. The only reason you don't get into medical school is when you decide you're done. If you want to get in, you're going to get in. You're going to figure it out. So it's it's interesting that how it keeps changing. That whole mentality of look to your left, look to your right. Only one of you is going to get into medical school. Right. It's so bogus. All of my friends that I went to to Northeastern with – they're, they're all in. I was the last one to get in. Yeah. I can't think of anyone who continued yeah. to press forward who yeah. didn't get in. Yeah. 
but yeah, when when you said that, I was just like, oh my yeah. god, I, I yeah. my, my 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 skin oh, stood up, oh, my yeah. hair, oh my god, my blood was boiling. Right? <laughs> oh, oh no, I vividly, you know, I remember where I was because it was over the phone. I was sitting in the, this sort of place in my lab, in my lab, like it's kind of like a, a corner where you could like, you know, it was an enclosed area. Of, you could bring in your phone because we're working on dangerous chemicals and things of that sort. But I just remember sitting there, like sitting there in the chair by myself, lights were off, and just like you know, being quite sad. Um, it was, you know, definitely a low. Uh, I definitely felt incredibly alone. I felt like my hard work had been for nothing. I felt invalidated. I felt like, you know, yeah, I felt like that just like they took it from you. Yeah. It, I, I didn't see, I didn't, I just, it was not okay. Um, it was not. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to find nice words to say. <laughs> um, like you couldn't see yeah. another path or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you know, once again, you know, I'm sure, you know, dealing with on their end, a lot of, uh, you know, having to deal with people who get rejected from medical school and having to deal with that when it's like, Hey, you know, we had already advised you to not, and you rejected and now coming us to coming to us upset and angry with us. I'm sure that there's that end of it as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, at that moment, you know, I, the tone that they struck was not conducive to something that was okay with me. And, you know, and as you said, so many of your friends, you know, now in medical school, I know so many of my friends who, you know, have been told the exact same things of like, you're not going to get in. There's no point in applying. And, you know, and this is your first year, right? Like this is your freshman year. Yeah, this is up for my freshman year. And I imagine like you're going in mm -hmm. as a freshman, being told like this is your plan, this is what you want to do, and then yeah. being told that you have to completely overhaul it yeah. for the next three years. Like I without can't, any guidance of yeah, what to I do can't with it. imagine oh, yeah. what that felt like. Not great. Uh, not <laughs> yeah. great, Matt. Not, not great. great. No, I uh, to put it lightly. Not great. Yeah. No. It, I mean. And it was also very hard because uh, so much of my self-worth at that time was placed in my academics. And so to be denied uh, an academic thing, and, you know, it's, it, it, there's a difference between a, a bad score on exam, which, you know, still to this day, unfortunately, le I, I let affect me. I mean, you know, you, uh, but, but, you know, is with that especially where it was just like, hey, you know, like, you are not, you are not good enough, you are not worthy enough, which is totally separate from that. But I definitely had intertwined with that for sure. Um, was not, uh, yeah, it, it just didn't, it did not feel good. It, it was not, it was not constructive. It does, you know, it does not matter what you're in, but like, you need to be constructive with, with feedback, you mm -hmm. know, try, you know, any group thing, thing that we work on. And, you know, when you're in the hot, when you're on the wards in the hospital, all that type of stuff, and they're talking about getting feedback, you don't give feedback to someone saying like, you know, you're you're terrible. You're not going to be good at this. That's not helpful to anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter even if they they were terrible and were not were helpless and all those things. That's not how you approach it as an adult. Yeah. So getting feedback from an adult like that, you know, is just it didn't do good for anyone. And for those out there who are listening, you know, if you got feedback like that, like I'm sorry for you. I I, I you know know you're a human and should be treated as such. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. Just keep pushing forward if you've gotten that. And yeah. You know, like we've told you before, if at some point you decide it's not for you and you want to make a pivot, like totally fine. Own yeah. the, own the pivot though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When when you make that choice, don't be wishy washy. You either commit to this or you commit to something else. But like, just own it. Like that's all that matters. As long yeah. as you're happy with what you're doing, like, don't let anyone else make that choice for yeah. you. And if it doesn't work out right away, just if it doesn't work out. You'll figure it out. Try it. You'll try it again. 
Yeah. There's no shame in trying something at the same time. Like people applying yeah. twice, three times to oh, get in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we have people in my class. I don't know about the 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 people in your class as well, but like you know, we have people in our class in our 30s. You know, they got oh, yeah. you know they got one did a PhD and did something else, and we're like, oh, okay, you know, I think that this is what I like. Oh, and you know, there are if you do something else. Just because you're in medical school, you can be pre-med and do something totally different and come out of medical, come out of undergrad doing something totally different and still be pre-med. You don't need to necessarily do it right away. And I was definitely, you know, the product of you need to get into medical school right away because that is what the people who are going to medical school do. You need to apply in your, you know, you need to take the MCAT during your junior year and do these other things and do it this way and do it this one way because that is the true way and the only way. And right. that is uh, incorrect. And, you know, I can tell you from my class makeup, and I'm sure your class makeup and every other medical school's class makeup, that that's just not how this works. Right. It's, it's not an A to B path. No, absolutely not. And, like, you know, realistically, like, on an app, on a admission standpoint as well, like, I would, you know, the... I know my application, you know, I know what, what mine read like and all that stuff, but, like, you know, the person who was like, yeah, you know, I was a teacher for a few years, you know, I really like, te- you know, I really like teaching, but, like, you know, I was also doing this other thing and you know this this other thing meant a lot more to me and you know i still can see myself being a teacher obviously in the hospital or like mm-hmm. you know as an you know through academic medicine and all that type of stuff but like you know this seemed this is where i knew more because like it's just all just figuring out what you want in life what works for you in life and like what whatever path you take and you don't have to force it yes try things i think that's the only thing that needs to be forced is like going out and trying things mm-hmm. like i know for me you know I just needed to go out and try, you know, try these different, try all these different, you know, retreat, you know, leading these different retreats, mentoring these different groups and doing, doing these different things, like just to figure out like, okay, this was, this is the thing that I want. This is that, you know, this is the, the kind of area that I want to be in. And also like medicine, like there is, you can basically like any type of person can fit in medicine. Right. Like you just, you know, need to like studying and know how to know that when in doubt, guess C. And, and, like, be, and be personable. Yeah. Be a, like a good, yeah. genuine person that cares about someone else. Like yeah. that is, I think that is the biggest thing. Yeah. Cause I like, I'm sure, you know, if you're great at studying, great at getting good grades. If yeah. you can't at the end of the day, talk to the patient that's coming you, coming yeah. to you and is freaking out that yeah. they have A, B and C. Yeah. You're not, it's not going to help them out at all. Yes. I will say though, like there is something, you know, we aren't all necessarily like immediately like, great you know if someone's coming right. to me with like you know as an emt like if someone's like you know for example like hey my husband just died and like we have to tell her type of thing like no one's going to be good at that their first time you know we have like i know for a fact talking to doctors who you know in in you know having to tell loved ones that their significant other you know died uh it's you know something that you're not going to do for a while and this isn't like you need to be the most sociable outgoing person in the world you need to be on it all the time and great but it's you need to be able to, you know, practice at connecting with others and be able to hear where they're at and where they're coming from. I think that's the most important thing. Just just to all those, like, more introverted, you know, out there as well because, like, you know, a lot of people view me as an extroverted person and I feel like that's relatively Really? Uh, for everyone who's listening uh there was he was sarcastic in that remark uh i uh am a little outgoing but uh but like 
be empathetic. Yeah, be empathetic. You don't need to be, you know, the guy, me, uh, leading, you know, the icebreakers <laughs> and, you know, out there and you like, the first okay, everyone. Dude, I'm, <laughs> Hello. I'm, I'm doing that next yeah. week. Dude, it's so fun. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty, I'm pretty it, excited. It, I, it, like, it, 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 it's just great. So um, what, what they're referring to right now is when you first come to school is you, you can go to this thing. We call it Jump. It's a retreat where... The second year is we'll take the first years up to this big, a beautiful retreat area. Absolutely, yeah. Up in Shout out Loyola. Yeah. I forget, I forget where it is. No, when they told yeah. us we were going there, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to like this yeah. like, little dinky place. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. So Keats was one of the first people that we met there, yeah. and he got up there and he got us all energized, and he he he's playing. Uh, <laughs> matchmaker with friends he's like yeah. he like puts me and Selma together he's like you two will hit it off yeah. and he puts like other people together he just you sparked conversation for us it was, yeah. i mean you yeah. were easily one of the first people that i met here yeah. and one of the people that stood out in my mind and you're yeah. definitely one of the people that stands out to our class of like oh i have a question where, go, where the heck is keith let me go find keith yeah, yeah yeah let me go find him yeah um thank you guys no yeah. keith you you've given us some Awesome anecdotes, yeah. some great advice today. Yeah. You have done tremendous work for anyone out there listening today. Everyone out there who's got this on right now, tomorrow, next week, a month, a year later, I, I don't care when it is. Yeah. I hope you have listened to what Keats has said. Um, th- that was great, Matt. Do you have anything to follow yeah, up? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm going to like echo everything you said. I think you gave our class kind of like the big like at ease moment coming yeah. into school. It was like a relax, like you're here. And yeah. like you like you keep saying you're here for a reason yeah. you know nobody made a typo in your application yeah. so yeah thank you i yeah, think give everyone everyone who was like struggling with a bad grade a yeah. bad exam yeah. like keep pushing forward like yeah. there is not a correct path to get here no, absolutely yeah. not. before we close it up and yeah. we show you how we do that do yeah. you have any final words that you want to say to anyone anything that you didn't get to that you want to get out there real quick um Besides, hi, mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, no, please, like, no, uh, no, I love you, mom and dad. Please don't kill me. Uh, a question that uh, I don't think has been asked to you guys, um, but uh, oh, to uh, us, yeah, oh. of course. Oh, let's this do is a two-way it. Thing. Well, because it's also interesting. It's a, it's my, uh, and if I interview you next year, please don't use, you know, you, you'll, you'll have an edge up, and just say you listen to the podcast and you're in. It's fine. Um, but. Uh, the que- uh, my sort of fun question that I like to ask uh, my candidates before you ask it. Yeah. You want first or you want second? Let's see what the question is first. No, no, no. no. We, we got to pick before the yep. question comes. All right, I'll go first. You then. want first? Sure. Okay. All right. So, hello. Hi, uh, Keats. What do you hope to learn in medical school? Ooh. Outside of outside I... of the knowledge, outside of the you know the textbook, knowing how to be a doc, you know, knowing the how to diagnose the diseases, all that type of stuff. What do you hope to learn in medical school? Ooh. That's a good question. Mike, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. I, you know, I, I, mean. I, I think what I personally hope to walk out of medical school with, besides yeah. like all the knowledge and all that, is how you build a cohesive team in a medical school that yeah. sticks together afterwards. Yeah. I, I want to see... You know, it's great right now that in our first and second years, like I, I do think that our class... I'm sure you feel like this too, yep. kids. I feel like we have a very good class that we really we like to hang out with like i feel like i could call anyone sometime and be like hey i have this patient like can you help me out with it i want to learn how you keep those connections alive and how you really breed that kind of a culture where people do feel like once they've graduated and then i'm in california or i'm in i don't know where boston california somewhere and matt somewhere else or christina or emily or 
Lexi or yeah. anyone is somewhere else, I feel like I can still contact that person and have like it be like I didn't skip a beat. Yeah. That's what I'm most interested in learning about in that like social connection of us as people outside of diagnosing a patient. Yeah, I'd say that's mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Great answer. I would say like I'm really I would really like to learn kind of like each individual patient that I treat. Yeah. And I had a professor explain this to me one time where he talked about um where he was treating a patient and instead of you're looking at like person like low blood pressure or high blood pressure, excuse me. And they were, instead of going at the high blood pressure, they said like, what's a goal you want to reach? Yeah. And I think understanding what each patient's specific mm-hmm. goal is, whether it's related to disease, uh, disability or not. And then going at it from that angle. I think it's really important to look at it from each person. I think Loyola is great about doing that, but yeah. just like understanding the personal aspect of medicine. Yeah. And we've talked about a lot and how it's not yeah. always biologically, it can be a ton of social um, constructs. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Keith's yeah. great. That's what do we get on the rubric. What'd you get on the rubric? I mean, I'd let you guys both in, obviously, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm a little biased. Uh, they are lovely people and gorgeous if you haven't seen what they look like. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm blushing right now if you can't yeah, see. Oh, he is. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Wow. Did he get hotter? Oh, that's possible. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Wow. But yes, uh, uh, no, you guys, you guys both are great. Um, I don't know. It's just. It, I think it's an important question to ask and just to, to get to understand people because it's uh, it's something that it's like it's you know it's a reflective thing it's very much just like you know what like going into medical school you know there's obviously a huge part of me that's like I want to learn medicine I want to know how to be a doctor I want to know to you know like from the EMT perspective like I was like I wanted to actually know why that person was sick I had so many patients where I was like oh like you have severe chest pain and like could be going to a heart attack, but like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know how to treat this or, you know, beyond like, you know, nitro and aspirin and those types of things. Like, yeah. but like it's beyond that. It's just like, where are you still looking to grow? What are some things that you're interested in and excited about? And like, is really cool because like, that's, you know, those are the things that you should be thinking about and like, look, you know, looking forward to. And because, you know, with, you know, telling my younger self, you know, it doesn't end once you're in medical school, you know, you still grow, you're still a human being, you still have still a lot to learn, still a lot to learn. And And there's a lot to forget. Yes. Oh my God. Believe me. Shout out step, step one, you know? Uh, but so it's, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's sort of where I'm at with it. It's like the, it's like the, how do you want to be Why do you want to be a doctor question? Yes. But I, the, why do you want to be a doctor question always tripped me up because it was like, I felt like over. I, I felt like I was. It was so canned, prepared, and so right. I like to come at it from. I like the, I say I, I like, like this one a lot. I like better. to come at it from yeah. a different yeah. perspective, so that it's just like, it just gets you because, like, you know, when someone's like, "Why do you want to be a doctor?" It feels like I'm at a party and like they just found out I'm pre med and like, "So, why do you want to be a doctor?" And you know, it's like my uncle who like you know, is like, "Yeah, I kind of know him." You know, that seems like a fair question to ask, and then you just sit there like, "Well, I like medicine, but I like people, and like you know, I like these things, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that." But like, I just feel like it. Need a little more. Yeah, right. it just gets, it just makes it, you know, it gets to more of what you're thinking about and yeah. just who you are as a person and what excites you and drives you and all that type of stuff and, no. and not in a, you know, canned way. Right. right. I agree. And real quick, we totally forgot. So for anyone out there listening who's, <laughs> wonder- <laughs> who's wondering where DeYoung is in this, uh, so DeYoung was doing. DeYoung uh, dropped out. 
No. 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 <laughs> so uh, DeYoung did this thing called Star where he did an eight-week research project. So he's been at school since we finished up, and he's been going hard in the lab since classes ended. Mm-hmm. So he just finished on Friday, and yeah. him and his girlfriend just went to uh, Switzerland. 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 Yeah, so they're he, on their way to Switzerland right yes. now. He is still 100% part of the podcast, Yes. Um, but he's in Switzerland right now enjoying himself. Matt, we hope you're having an awesome time out there. Yes. We totally meant – we had a whole thing that we were going to do to – get you introduced into this but we were talking to keats and we got so into it that we completely forgot and sorry I matt looked, i just looked across at summer i was like oh my god we forgot about the young <laughs> so but, matt if, so, when you come back we're sorry um we're looking forward to having yeah. you back but we hope that you're enjoying switzerland and emily hello as well we can't wait to interview you when you come back yes but um again keats you have given us a great amount of information we're going to teach you how we yeah. close this up real quick I'm, oh you've listened so you've probably heard it so you have a oh. edge Oh, um, we so don't even need to teach him. He's, we don't. So we'll just we'll just go right, right into you it. You can feel free to to repeat it for me. As well. right. I'm 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 on labor and delivery nights right now, and uh, I don't know what time or day it is. And <laughs> when was the last time I had a bowel movement? So I'm very perfect. You just follow our follow our lead, then. Let's do it. All right, you guys. So thanks again for checking in to three guys in a white coat. Um, we had an awesome talk today, and this is Mike signing out. This is Matt signing out. This is Keith signing out. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll be back later. Bye.